We've got big issues facing us right now, right here in Colorado, and that is Initiative 300, which is on the Denver ballot. Peter Wall, uh, Director of Government Affairs with the Denver Metro Realtors Association. Uh, we, we had you and Karen on oh, a couple of weeks or so uh, ago, but I think it's important to once again explain to people what this is exactly, Peter, and you're the guy to do it much for having me back on. Um, really good to join you this morning. Um, so again, Peter Wall, Director of Government Affairs for the Denver Metro Association of Realtors, which is the largest local realtor association in the state. Um, like you said, looking at Initiative 300 um, on Denver's ballot this May 7th, actually ballots go out today in Denver. Um, so you should be getting yours in the mail here soon if you live in Denver. Uh, but Initiative 300 is a citizen's initiative um, a group of folks gathered the necessary amount of signatures to get this on the ballot this May. And what it would does, um, in the most simplistic form, is it allows any individual, homeless or not, to occupy uh, any public or semi-public space in the city 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, so long as that individual is not um, you know, committing a crime. Um, so it is their civil right to occupy that public space. And when I say it's their civil right, let's say any individual, um, such as, you know, a private property owner, a police officer, or even a service provider would go and ask that individual that's occupying that public space to move. Um, It is their civil right to be there the way the initiative is written. So if you ask them to move, they perceive that as harassment. They could sit there and sue you for occupying that public space. I think it's important to talk about you know, what public spaces are in Denver. A public space is your your park. A public space is a parkway. Um, It is the tree lawn in front of your home and even a sidewalk in front of your home. So as you can imagine, as a realtor association, um, we're major supporters and proponents of property rights. So we think this is going to have a major impact on property rights. Um, And it's certainly not the way to address homelessness, which is a real problem, not only in Denver, but a lot of major urban cities across the country right now. Now, Peter, I think one of the things that came out in our last interview is regarding the civil rights component of this. There's nothing else like this in the country, right? Correct, correct. There's other cities um, that have enacted um, legislation that you know, it's somewhat similar to what we're looking at here with Initiative 300, um, but this civil rights piece um, takes um, our you know, legislation to a whole different level. So this is a first-of-its-kind legislation in the entire country. Now, Karen, I know that you have a real heart for um, you know homeless people that are down on their luck. Uh, however, this probably isn't really the answer, do you think? No, um, I think what's scary about this is that if um, you just look at the surface language of the bill, it appears to be something that would be helpful for our homeless populace. And yet, um, if they are in need of somebody to reach out to them and provide assistance, this is actually going to curtail that from happening because a police officer or a service provider cannot intervene. Because that civil rights component. Exactly. And um, I think what's sad is that... um, through our education, we need, to, I mean, I, what I'm trying to say is we need to be educating the voter about the, um, how, harmless, how harmful this would be to them. And um, 
to the private property owner as well, but also the fact that it is not the solution. It does not provide good resources or the resources that we should be putting towards homelessness in the right place. Well, um, okay. Yeah, it's just, it's a waste. I hate to say it, it's a waste of our resources that we're even having to educate and fight such an initiative. Well, and Peter, speaking of resources, you had given me some numbers uh, last time that I thought was pretty ast- astonishing uh, regarding the amount per homeless that Denver spends. You know, and that that there are programs out there right now to try to help them. And as Karen just mentioned, if someone from one of these programs went up to someone uh, to try to help them, they could, in essence, be sued for violating civil rights. But what are those numbers again? I thought those were pretty important. Yeah, so as we've been um, talking to folks about this initiative and, and on the campaign trail, we like to talk about what the city is, is already doing to address the issue. So... Um, Denver puts in approximately $50 million a year um, to direct and indirect um, services to address homelessness. I think the the really shocking number that I heard um, in this campaign is that the city spends $20,000 on each homeless individual directly versus DPS, Denver Public Schools, spending $12,000 on a pupil. So the city is spending some serious dollars to address this issue Obviously, it's not a simplistic one, um, but as Karen mentioned, I mean, it's it's one, um, but we're looking at Initiative 300 that doesn't actually add an additional dollar to housing or mental health services to address the issue. And as a realtor association, we're very, very big on a, a housing first model to address homelessness, which has shown time and time again that it works. Well, and also, I know that a number of the churches, like on the really cold nights, open up their um, there's a, a variety of churches that open up up for um, homeless so that they have a place to stay. And, um, you know, I, I think sometimes, I mean, some people are down on their luck. Uh, and certainly I think there's uh, some mental illness uh, that's out on the streets. I think that needs to be addressed. Uh, but there are also folks that uh, I remember when I was a kid, they were called hobos. They were people that actually, you know, like, liked that particular lifestyle. lifestyle. So there's, I think there's a complete spectrum. Um, Karen, what do you think should be done about this? I know you're out there working uh, to educate people about the uh, what this could do. Well, I think it's really important to let um, the voters of the city and county of Denver understand, um, one, that this is not um, an initiative that they want to vote in because it will not assist in helping our homeless populace. In addition, it will harm property owners' property rights, potentially. It will cause um, them to see maybe devaluing of their home ownership if they have homeless people choosing to reside out on their sidewalks. And then we fear that if it were to pass, um, there would be overflow that would come into our suburban communities. So it's very far-reaching, and I don't think um, people have looked at um, the negative effects of such um, an initiative. So I think it's important that um, we're here today educating and hopefully people will see that, yes, we have a heart for the homeless. Um, the Denver um, city and county of Denver has shown they've put money behind homelessness and um, are looking for solutions. But this is not one that would assist in uh, this uh, cause. Mm-hmm. So, Peter, I'm just thinking about this. You know, I've always thought that the homes in the Denver Country Club were beautiful. 
So if I wanted to live there, I could actually take my tent and I could run down and, and uh, 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 put my tent up on the sidewalk out front of somebody's house in the Denver Country Club. And um, that could be my ho- home. Is that, I mean, is that in essence one of the things that could happen? Yep, that's correct. I mean, if Initiative 300 were to pass, you know, any tree lawn in the city, any sidewalk in the city, um, that's public right away. That would be fair game for a homeless individual to to set up their tent or even just camp outside um, on that property. Well, and I think Peter made a comment the last time we were on the air is other public spaces that we don't think about is the city and county of Denver owns many of our parks that are outside of the city and county of Denver Many of us are familiar with um, Red Rocks, mm-hmm. and how would that change the landscape of, of that venue? Mm-hmm. You know, Karen, I think that you just nailed it uh, just a moment ago when you said Initiative 300 will not help uh, the homeless, but it will harm, uh, you know, people and, and our property values on that. Peter, we, we, uh, we have just a few minutes left on this issue. I think in the next segment, we'll talk about the uh, housing report. But what is the thing, as the Director of Government Affairs with the Denver Metro Realtors Association, so you're an expert, what is it that you think that Denver voters need to understand as their ballots start to arrive in their their mailboxes within the next 48 hours? Yeah, I think they just need to understand that while the, you know, the Right to Survive initiative sounds good and we all want to have, um, you know, people, give people the opportunity um, to survive, Nothing about this initiative helps people thrive. Nothing about telling someone that they can sit there and survive on the streets is humane. Um, so would strongly encourage them to, to take a good look at this, to vote no on 300, um, and then continue to support a conversation where we're talking about real solutions to address this issue. And that is money towards housing. That is money towards mental health services. But um, simply telling someone that they could try and survive on the street, um, potentially preventing them from getting additional services and not letting our service providers do the great job that they're doing every day. Um, this is not an initiative that, that we want to see in our city, and I think Denver can do a lot better. Um, if voters want more information, um, would encourage them um, to check out the opposition campaign's website, and that's www.togetherdenver.com, and would encourage them to go take a look and hopefully vote no on Initiative 300 this May. Um, and ballots, like I said, are actually being mailed today, so should be in your mailboxes here soon. Okay, thanks. Hey, Peter, well, thank you so much. In the next segment, I'm going to pick uh, Karen's brain regarding the new housing report. So, Peter, Wall, thank you so much. You are the Director of Government Affairs at the Denver Metro Realtors Association, and, uh, and thank you for that good information on that. And um, before we go to break, though, I'm just, in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, Mayor Hancock has basically said that Denver is a sanctuary city. And, you know, they, many of the Dems had been opining about how great it is, you know, to have these open borders and that there is no danger with any of these folks coming across the border. And then when President Trump says, okay, you want them, you can have them. And uh, the federal government will bus, you know, this overflow to each of these sanctuary cities. Well, I'm thinking about Initiative 300 with government or with um, uh, Mayor Hancock's policies uh, to bring all these folks in. We know that there's gang members coming in and that they could be camping out in front of your house. And because of that civil rights component, 
that uh, you couldn't do anything about it. It's absolutely terrifying. Karen, is there anything else you want to say about Initiative 300 before we go to break and talk about the housing reports? (laughs) Um, I would just encourage people to um, vote no and also to understand that um, there are better solutions to our homeless populace. And when you look at um, Trump's solution to the overflow of immigrants, illegal immigrants wanting to come into um, our country, cities like Denver have chosen to have a policy that is open door and this could just compound that. And that's a little um, unsettling. It is a little unsettling. That's for sure. 